0: and we are live <laughs> restart what's up my dude Ooh, what's happening brother how you doing amazing yeah i'm i'm good i'm good just uh tried my best to find the bsd shirt so i could you know rep with you in the in the thing today but failed so i was like a little bit behind in what i was doing but we're here now and we're good all good dude park tool works very universal yeah that's yeah there you go yeah you get it uh (laughs) how was your holiday
1: Uh, amazing i'm actually in north carolina visiting my folks oh cool
0: what's the weather like there right now is it nice
1: yeah it was like 65 today or something 60 something like that not too
0: bad it was colder this week but it's yeah that's good to hear. You have a good weekend and stuff through the holiday and everything. Just
1: hanging out. Saw my brother. That was awesome. Creator of Team Dilly. All that All that good stuff. So Him and his family.
0: Yeah, there was some of that stuff that I wanted to ask you about because I went back and I watched the TCU TV with you and you kept bringing up your brother and I was like, man I haven't heard of who this is. And then I finally saw a video, uh, the it do video part from you. And it's uploaded on a YouTube channel. That's Kyle Stark. And I was like, Oh, his name's Kyle. I have never, <laughs> bef- dude, man. Yeah. He's the
1: one who definitely, definitely, uh, filmed all the videos growing up. He ran, what was it? Twin cities, BMX.net nice. dropped by like, maybe he dropped a VHS, a couple DVDs. And then, yeah, now he's, now he's like, he's got a family loves mountain biking he still rides bmx a bit but
0: nice that's good uh i was i found that or i watched that it do part and i was like damn reed is young in this so how old was your brother at that point
1: uh he man i don't know it do i think i was maybe like 15 to maybe like 16 in that, in that. okay and he was four years older so yeah, I like, don't know. 1920 okay yeah he was making videos way back when like the vhs stuff i mean my first video part i had i was nine years old it was like right when i started riding and like right away start like getting on a bmx bike like he had the camera and was making videos made the vhs i
0: had a full part some super crazy hardcore song and yeah he's he's always been about it yeah i was actually wanting to ask you if there's any possible way to watch that today <laughs> today you know what's crazy is
1: i just i have a bsc part in the works with with uh well maloof tony Malouf filmed it and then mm-hmm. Lutsky trent Lutsky is film uh, editing it and yeah we actually ripped part of that part like some old okay. stuff so that part just got sent today from scotland on a hard drive to texas Oh. So it's going to be. It's not. I don't think it's the most high quality rip, but yeah, I think my brother. It was like my brother's last VHS or something like that. He actually. I think half the copies of the VHS he made, like, ruined people's VCRs. Oh, so, no. Uh, yeah, that was a whole clusterfuck. Uh, God,
0: can you imagine, like, if, if in 2022 you pull up a certain Instagram video and your phone's just broken? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like people who try and film, like, a solar eclipse and it fries their phone, something mm. like that yeah that'd be that'd be pretty wild but yeah so that it it exists and it has recently been filmed i don't know how high quality the rip is but yeah you're gonna definitely see something from it soon
0: i'm stoked it would be cool if after that like the pieces that come from that go in your part and then you get the whole thing posted in full so you know you just called out the plan perfectly so well there you go i didn't i didn't mean to (laughs) i wasn't trying to do that it was just when you were talking about it in that the tcu thing i was just all i could think was like dude i want to see nine-year-old Reed Stark riding oh
1: man i forgot i even talked about it back then that's hilarious
0: yeah 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 it's uh
1: man i was definitely buying skate parks really love doing turndowns i think it's yeah it's gonna be a trip i have i don't think i've actually seen the video in maybe like 10 years so
0: holy crap i here's another uh gimme for you you should do a react video to it for something like whether it's youtube or whatever because that i think people just love to see like your genuine reaction to yourself how many years ago oh man yeah dude what was that
1: 21 years ago yeah that would be a trip yeah i i really can't remember i remember like one clip where i like alley-oop turned on on like a core pipe but Mm -hmm yeah i really can't remember any other clips that i that i had in that video
0: dude it'd be cool cool. it's a good idea i'm excited to watch it honestly because i mean i've been filming since i was 13 when i started writing too so having the chapters and being able to watch all the way from when you you know started till present day is always just fun
1: yeah it's pretty wild man it's 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 crazy how a lot of those videos back in the day, like once the internet started going, like you, you had to go to a website, and download the actual mm-hmm. video, it would take like a day sometimes to download like a three minute web edit. Uh, and, you know, and then Vimeo popped up and then all those videos are kind of unsearchable nowadays. Like pe- if people didn't go through the process of like ripping them from video, Vimeo or re-uploading to YouTube, like, yeah, it's really, you have to like search the exact title and sometimes you can find it or know the channel that
0: you're looking for to actually find the link but right and have you ever thought about the fact that like instagram is one day going to be the same where there's no way to search for anything so you're gonna have to 10 years from now just be like well i think he posted something with this thumbnail around this time i think
1: yeah no it's that's probably one of the worst parts of instagram is that you can't search i i I mean shout out youtube shorts for doing that i kind of think I don't personally enjoy watching them, so I haven't really done too many. I think I've uploaded a couple, but it's been in my to-do list forever. Like, start uploading everything that I'm doing on Instagram to YouTube Shorts so it actually lives there as
0: long as possible, because I don't think Google's going anywhere. Right, yeah, that's my perspective on it, too. Like, yeah. Uh, But so part of the reason why I hit you up in the first place was because you just got the 2022 Dig cover of their one print issue that they do in the whole freaking year and yeah i dude dream come true i i
1: couldn't i couldn't believe it man i really i yeah there's been a lot of things in the past you know like shooting because i like to do big big stuff especially back in the day i like to grind big handrails and mm-hmm. huge setups it always just looks crazy to me and i enjoy finding them find find it and grind it you know uh um, yeah Kaczynski for that one. But yeah, I, I just always always wanted to do something banger and getting, out, getting a cover was the craziest thing. Back in the day, there was like Ride, and there was Dig, and there was a bunch of different options, and they were dropping magazines almost every month. So getting one was still insane, but it was definitely, you know, you get that magazine in the mail, man, I remember just reading through every single page multiple times, you know, like mm-hmm. the new issue, and there's something about print that's just so, so special to me, and as like magazines were dying off, I mean, I'd already kind of like given up on it. You know what I mean? I was like, damn, like, you know, like I'm 30 now. I, I I like to do some like big stuff, but it's gotta be like the right big thing for me to be stoked on it. Like, I'm not just going to go send myself down like a crazy gap or a crazy thing unless like the perfect type of niche, Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. I dude, when I got the text, first person, Dave Sowerby, he like texted me that morning and was like, dude, read so stoked. Like, congratulations. I was like, what is he stoked about? Huh. I didn't. I I knew that the BSD Denver trip was going to be in the dig, but I didn't think that anything I did on that trip was, like, cover-worthy by any means, you know? And, yeah, when I saw that shit, I was just, ah, fuck, man. I (laughs) I didn't even know what to think. And I was actually like, dude, I was on the way to this, like, ceremony, and, dude, I, like, was getting blown up, and I just couldn't even deal with it. And I was just, like, trying to, like, think about what was going on in my life, and I just had to put my phone down and kind of process it. But, yeah, uh, I can't wait to get one in my hands and actually see that shit.
0: No doubt. So, I mean, from what you're saying, I'm gathering that is your first cover ever? Oh, yeah,
1: definitely first cover. Dude, badass. Well,
0: congratulations.
1: Dude, thank you so much, man. Seriously, like, shout-out Dig, shout-out Wes McGrath. Like, really could not have done it with the support of all them. BSD, obviously, for putting me in the position and bringing me on trips all the time to get that coverage. You know, I'm truly, truly blessed and honored, man. It's like a...
0: Yeah, dream come true. Well, I mean, I mean, if you look at what we're talking about here, it's it's cover worthy for sure. Like, can you just like talk me through what is actually like happening in this picture? (laughs) (laughs) Man, I mean, dude, so we were in BSU Denver for this
1: trip and that's, you know, looked up Airbnbs forever and they started dropping off one by one like in the planning stages of a trip and all of a sudden it was like dude this is the only place where we can all have a bed like everyone on the trip and it was like 20 minutes out of the city which wasn't ideal but i was like fuck we gotta send it and the first day on the trip we just pedaled you know pedaled down the hill like three blocks and there was a school right there and yeah it was pretty much the first thing i found on the trip i just like pedaled up and just saw it was like Holy fuck like could you do that and I was like oh I I have to do that and we like rode the whole trip and I just kept putting it off putting it off people like yo Reed you gonna do this thing down the street and I was just like nah 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 like I don't know maybe like the last day we'll see if I like stay healthy during the trip and yeah last day came around woke up and I was like alright Reed today's your day and yeah I just went down there and dude, it was gnarly I, I like fully bent three axles Oh my like, god, it was I kept, the first I kept, I kept, Yeah, no, it was like, I think seven or eight tries And, oh, and like, it was terrifying, man Every single try, I was just shaking up there And, cause the thing, the drop it I just saw, so I like, went up And I was, I was planning on like, bunny hopping into the cut, right But it was only like, a bike length And it got skinnier as it went down mm-hmm. So I just like, immediately abandoned that, you know And then, and then I was like, alright I'm just gonna like, go, creep up to it And like, tuck in, just like, kinda like, dip in and get both tires in and then drop and hopefully Smith. And I did like the drop, drop to tires a few times. And like, I was like, I don't even think I'll be able to Smith man. Cause like by the time you would come off of like the, the down slope, I was only hitting like this much of the ledge. Right. With, with like my front tire. And there were a few times, like if I landed back wheel at all, like literally like I would almost like front wheel would go over the ledge, which is you're doing oh. like eight, eight foot drop to flat. OTB um so yeah it was terrifying i just kept having to go slower and slower and slower and eventually i just started creeping over like after like drop in and then just like right as soon as i touched two tires like move my move my arms, to try and get the front peg on and i think i did yeah i did i got peg on it was like tire peg like sketchy dude like dunk and like falling off to the side and yeah a bunch of sketchy attempts and through that process just like bent yeah three axles was so like all right new front wheel boys <laughs> Like, take off the front wheel, switch out the axle, and then, or the, just because it's, like, the ones with, which is actually the strongest axle there is, just have the bolts uh. going, because it's just not one piece that can, that can fold up. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, I, like, just kept swapping them out, and eventually got one where I didn't smash my tire too good, hit a solid peg, and I really was, like, not stoked, like, I landed it, and, like, I fucking, you know, I, like, I pull back as hard as I could, like, off the Smith, but I didn't land, like, too tired, solid on the ground, Mm -hmm. and I'm, like, I'm such a perfectionist with that shit, and I was just, like, dude, I'm, like, gonna die, like, my, if my front peg breaks on one of these, like, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna flip over on my face, and I just have to take this shit, so it, like, wasn't really, like, a big celebration, you know what I mean? yeah it was just kind of like, wow, like my wrists hurt, my shoulders hurt really bad from like that impact. And I didn't do it exactly how I wanted to. So, all right, I just got to take it. And I don't know, I, always, I have some fears that people are going to see the clip and be like, you didn't even do that shit proper, you know? But <laughs> I don't know, fuck it. It was, it was it was, the journey and I don't know, I'm, I'm proud of it. So.
0: Yeah, well, I guess. I don't know. Well, when does the clip get
1: come out? Ah, uh, the video I've seen the video now. Trent Trent edited a beast. Uh, it's like our journey from California. We went and stopped in the desert in Utah. Rode some crazy natural spots. Oh my god. And then we kept going to Denver, and yeah, no, it was it was sick. Uh, I don't know when it's gonna drop though. I think maybe next month, something like that. I know BSD just has like a bunch of videos stacked up ready to drop right now, so they're probably just waiting for the right time. Nice. Yeah and just kind of vomit on the internet and
0: right. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I'm sure after people get that print issue, they're going to be excited to see it too.
1: Yeah. I, I hope they're not let down, you know, <laughs> but fuck. I'm, uh, sure, I'm sure the people at dig saw the video or I hope they saw the video and they're like, all right, like that was good enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely terrifying. And I, you know, I did, did the best I could and that's really
0: all you can, all you can do in life. Yeah, well, so what's like, what's your mental process for something that scary? Obviously, you said how you kind of worked your way to it, but how do you, what's your mental process of going from, all right, I'm up here to, all right, I actually got dropped into this thing the first time?
1: Oh, man. I think I think I did like three maybe three like creep ups you know like Dude. to the edge and just like staring down this tiny thing you know it's a bike length you know I'm like before I'm like setting up my bike from the ledge like holding up both tires I'm like okay like if I dive in and I case I'm gonna go over the bars if I dive in like a little bit too late and don't pull up right away as soon as my back tire touches I'm gonna go over the bars so it's just, I don't know, you kind of, in those in those moments, you kind of just black out a little bit, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. just, you just kind of got to breathe with it and just know that, like, everything that you've done up to that point has led you to the point where you, you said yes to it. Like, back when I was younger, I used to just send shit that was so far above, above my pay grade, if you will, mm-hmm. and... Nowadays, like, I, I feel like I have the bike control enough to do it. And if I if I know I could do that on, like, a bank, that's how I kept thinking about it. I was like, all right, if I could drop into a steep bank like this and have confidence, I'm not going to, like, endo into the ground and flip over, then I could do this just on a, on another level. And,
0: yeah. That makes sense. It definitely makes sense. It's just crazy how our brains just sometimes will completely turn off that connection between, like, if this was just on flat ground, I'd be dropping in on this – for fun and it would just be casual but because it's here i'm gonna completely forget about that until i get over the mental barrier of going down at the first time <laughs>
1: oh, dude 100 percent. once you go in at once you're like okay i didn't die like all right and then like i still with this one i totally had like all right like you did it once don't get don't get like cocky on this one don't like think you got it like you really have to focus with everything you have every single time you decide to lift up that back tire yeah and I didn't. I didn't really think I was getting his like tucked up. I remember like I went over after, you know, I, was, I wasn't like super satisfied with it. And Wes was just like, "Oh, look at it." And he was like, "Oh, I got this frame of you like up here." You know, you didn't have a stitch together or anything. And I was like, "Oh, like damn, that." I didn't realize I was like tucking that high, but you really had to like line up the line up both tires with the angle of of the piece to do it smooth enough. Yeah. But, Yeah, so totally, totally like the human human fight or flight, you know? Yeah. And just, just. Do what you have to do or what you've committed to do and do it with
0: everything you got. Yeah, it's wild how we almost have that point where you just you finally get to the edge of jumping off the cliff and you just do it. Even though those couple times were just like, uh ah, not quite and then finally at one point you're just like, Alright, we're going. Yeah, I mean I definitely the the worst I've
1: really gotten hurt in my life is when I don't give it a hundred percent, you know. When I when I do let those like thoughts like ah i'm just going to like tiptoe into this you know like yep. i'll like hop i'll hop on a rail like all right i'm going to like hop on this rail and like lean into the grass thinking that's going to be safe and like that's when you like that was i think that was the first time i dislocated my shoulder like it was just a subluxation you know i was able to pop it back in but yeah i was like doing this bump jump to king trail in scotland and i was like oh yeah i'll just like you know it's a steep one i'll just go over to the grass and then i went over and slipped out and fucking just skate my shoulder and it's like nah just go for it like if you can grind the rail grind the rail mm-hmm. you know it's gonna it's gonna come faster and every time you go you're gonna get better at it just like just like anything in life but yeah it's a weird weird thing we do on this bike dude
0: it's crazy isn't it <laughs> it's so crazy some of the stuff some fringe society shit man yeah it was funny you when you were describing this thing and seeing it for the first time you kind of answered one of my questions is like when you see it you just immediately knew that it was like that was the thing and that was what you were gonna do was it wasn't like oh we're just riding around then all of a sudden I look up when I'm standing beside this thing and there it was it's like no,
1: yeah it, it was like from afar I was like look at that beam I think the last beam I was able to ride on like that was like in Arizona like that I like the BSD Arizona part when I was like man I don't even know 18 19 years old Mm -hmm. uh and that was the last time I was like on like a similar setup like a proper beam and and pedaling along it so yeah I saw it and I was like dude look at that shit and Rob DeQuattro and all those dudes always ride that school and they like the ledge had been grinded a bunch of times and they like I like showed them the photo of it and they're like what the fuck they're like I've never even seen that (laughs) it's like I don't know I'm always looking up and looking at shit like that so if I see like a bank in the sky I'm gonna figure out how to ride it if i can you know hell yeah it's a unique unique setups i love
0: yeah oh yeah you definitely can see that in your riding for sure uh the other thing that you kind of answered for me too when you were first talking about it was the the, i have to do this feeling when you see it i i wondered if that was kind of along those lines for this one and other stuff that you do too
1: yeah i man i there there are things that i commit to and say i'll do and you know you 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 commit maybe you think about it go back maybe it's not right you're not feeling right you Mm -hmm. know and then maybe at the end of the trip or whatever you go back again you're like nah and then like man there's this big ledge in paris it's like super big straight ledge at bercy stadium and i found that spot at the beginning of the trip and i think we went there like pedaled past it maybe like four or five times, like in a two week trip, just like on the way back to the Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And every time I go to it, I just be like, nah, you know, I'd like go to the top or like pedal past it, be like, nope, no chance. And then like, even the last day of the trip, we went there and they're like, everyone's like, yeah, hey, you're gonna do it. And I was like, Ugh. and I was like, I gotta get a coffee. Like, <laughs> just, like get a coffee alone. I'm like sitting there and I'm just like, okay like is this possible am I really gonna send on this and just like breathe and like meditate and just really like process it like is it worth it like risk reward you know because mm-hmm. um, it was something that I'd never really done before and like that's th- I think that's a big motivator for me is just if if I've never done anything like it that's why I don't really go on an ice pick grind 22 stair rails anymore like I've already done that and like after you do that a couple times it's kind of like alright am I really gonna battle for some shit that I've already done it's like nah you know, of course it feels good, but I don't know, I, I'm at the I'm at the point now where it's just not worth it. Like I only have so many good good crashes left in me yeah. before this body really starts to crumble. Like I got, you know, my right knee's messed up, my left Achilles tendon's messed up, my right shoulder, and like I'm constantly seeing like different specialists to like strengthen different muscle groups and avoid surgery and make sure I can ride as long as I possibly can take super foods, stay as healthy as I can. So I just know like if I'm going to if I'm going to commit to something, I want it to be something that's really worth it. Like if I'm going to eat shit, I want to
0: eat shit for a reason, you know. Right. Yeah, that uh that feeling of like you see it and you know in that moment where you get all hot and you start like your hands start sweating a little bit and you're just like I'm I'm going to do it. I have to. My body's like it already knows.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's weird. And
1: that man, and then and then the tiles and you're like oh, man, just, like, is this going to bring me to the hospital? You know, and then, like, you're at the top of the spot or you're on the roof or something, and it's like, wow, I'm really up here. Like, I'm really doing this, you know, and the reality kind of sets in and making sure you're able to, like, breathe through that and just, I don't know, kind of rewire your brain to be back into knowing that you got that shit and that confidence is – it's interesting, man. It's a it's an interesting process. I I'm sure there'd be some wild sports science studies at some point. Hopefully there's some something that some some genius does where they test what goes on in your brain and what's so much different about BMXers and skaters and any type of action sports person compared to, you know, the average human who doesn't really go down that path. Right. We're, we're
0: weird for sure. Well, where you are able to kind of like assess a situation and act very, very quickly and, and react even quicker whenever you're in those situations. I mean, I think about all those times where you're falling and you magically get your hands and your elbows in front of your face. It's like normal people, I feel like don't have those same, like where it almost feels like you can slow time down in those moments. I feel like normal people don't have that as much. Yeah,
1: dude. Yeah. I mean, Kendama Kendama is like the one thing that really has helped me train that. You know, even like driving a car, like your reaction speed to like somebody stopping or someone blowing a red light in front of you and being able to see it out of your peripherals and being like, whoop, you know, like I am swerving this way and I can check which way I'm going and I'm not going to hit anyone there. And I've I've had that happen a bunch of times in my life where – I'm definitely like, wow, I'm really glad that I've bombed a hill brakeless on a BMX because <laughs> I definitely could handle this one better than, per se, someone who's just kicked a soccer ball around or some shit like that. Not to say that, that you don't need super high focus for that, but I think that there's just another level of it with the danger of BMX that we really got to stay on our toes and that fire flight kicks in a lot more for us.
0: Oh, yeah. We're, I mean, we're literally training our brains for those situations and putting ourselves purposefully in that fight or flight situation and forcing our brain to deal with it for our whole lives so like it's natural you do something for your whole life you're just gonna get better at it
1: yeah i don't even know if it's a fight or flight i feel like that might not even be the phrase there's got to be some scientific term for it but yeah it's, it's bizarre man action sports folk are very unique like to put yourself through so much pain and to want to keep doing it for the for the joy you get out of it is it's
0: odd stuff yeah uh so i wanted to talk about if you're a, if you want to talk about the ayahuasca thing because you posted out that in your instagram post when you found out that you were on your way to the ayahuasca ceremony and i i don't know when you were talking about How you found out, and it was almost like overwhelming while you're on your way to it. I almost feel like that might have been a perfect situation to like, I'm turning everything else off to go into this thing.
1: Yeah, I'm, yeah, it was, it was quite an experience. Uh, My buddy Boo Johnson, he's a pro skater, and he, he invited me like a year ago. He's like, dude, I want to do this ayahuasca shit. Like I feel the calling and it took me like four months to be like three months, something like that, to be like, all right, dude, I'm in. And then we were gonna do it in two months for his birthday in February. And I was like, all right, like that seems fine. And then he hit me up maybe a month or two months ago and he was like, dude, found the spot. We're not going to Costa Rica. We're gonna do this shit stateside. Like I know mm-hmm. this man mm-hmm. who is like connected with all these people. and. And it took, like, another four days from there to be like, okay, I'm committing. Just kind of like a BMX banger, you know, because it's, it's, like, a very transformational thing. It's this medicine that's been around for thousands of years. It's, like, made by mixing this root make, with this bark, and it, it uh, – what is it? It enables DMT. It releases DMT. Oh, okay. It's, like, that's what gets released in your brain when you die. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I was pretty scared of it, man. Like, you know, I – definitely had my fears and I didn't know how it would change me and I didn't know if I was ready. Um, but yeah, the last like few months before it, I don't know, something I just wasn't hitting. Like I normally hit, you know, like I saw your post, you're like, Oh, you're reading such an up, you know, upbeat, positive guy. And like the last few months, I've just been like grinding with work and going hard and like not, I, I wasn't my happiest self or my best self. I felt very lazy. I was watching a lot of TV, you know, like a lot of shit that just wasn't who I wanted to be. And yeah, winning this experience, you drink this tea with this shaman. It's a very, it's a ceremony, like a four hour ceremony, two days back to back. You like write down all your intentions of what you want to get out of it on a piece of paper. You go out and burn it with like read it to the group if you want to, burn it in the fire, go back in. And it's like a bunch of people laying around in a circle, like 12 people, I think it was. And everyone's like on yoga mats with puke buckets and roll of tissue paper. And because you like purge mm-hmm. and, you drink the tea and pretty soon like you know you kind of sit there and close your eyes and and you're you're pretty much speaking to like mother they call her mother ayahuasca and it's from what i gathered throughout my experience she is one of like the creators of the universe you know and it's i had like i you're able to just kind of sit there and close your eyes and ask really any questions you want like the first night was hell i just felt like shit she i couldn't like let go i couldn't i felt like i wanted more from it you know like more psychedelic because you you have like psychedelic views in your head i think with your eyes closed so i'll be with their eyes open i try to keep my eyes closed for it and yeah like the first night was just hell i hated i couldn't let go i'm like i and then i just was like the next day i was talking with the shaman he's like read. like i we talked about this like you're very intense you gotta let go you gotta stop trying to control this shit and let it like be the passenger you know And the next night I came with like a few like deeper intentions. And, uh, yeah, it was just so clear. I was sitting there closed-eyed, just like meditating, just breathing. And you just have like a constant conversation. You ask, ask her questions about anything you want to know, what you want to do with your life, um, how you should pivot, you know, what you should do about this and this and this and this. Um, I asked her about the afterlife, uh, just so many fears, you know, like Shit like, you know, myself dying. Like, I I got some panic attacks recently, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what's this from? And it's like the fear of death, fear of my own death, and, you know, my folks dying, and other people, like, loved ones around me dying, and all this heavy shit that was, like, really burdening me, as well as, like, a lot of work shit that I wasn't satisfied with. And, dude, she taught me how to, like, structure my life. I mean, it went down to the point of, like, here, you got to get a new to-do list manager. Like, taking to-do list notes in your phone is not good enough. Um, you need to, you know... Bring your bring your family to your favorite place on earth. Like I wrote, I wrote a whole list. That was a very condensed list in my post. She told me to make that post. She was like, Hey, when you're when you're done with this, if you care so much about this experience, like she's like, you should share this with the world. You should share it with your, like your biggest moment in BMX ever. She told me to like she told me to give as much effort into, like I've been making music. She's like, give as put as much effort as you did into BMX into making music and all these other crafts you want to master. Like, how, how do you think you're going to just be good at them without grinding like you did with BMX to like get to the point of being on a fucking cover of a magazine, you know? And it was, yeah, it was super deep, man. It was heavy. And it, it, everyone in the room had a very, I, I wouldn't say similar, but very, I mean, you, it's very transformational. I would say it's probably the biggest mental self-help tool I've ever used in my life. Um, yeah it's just powerful stuff and the fact that they've been doing this shit for thousands of years it's just really really was an eye-opening thing it's like i totally thought it was like a drug and it's definitely not man it's medicine and you like you puke a bunch It like the the tea like connects to a bunch of toxins in your system and you like puke and shit them out like shit out tear like gnarly stuff dude like my body feels so pure i'm not drinking right now she's like stop wasting so much time drinking and like abusing alcohol like i haven't really drank since it um yeah just so much shit i've been fucking on it since that experience and i i don't know i don't know how i I was able to do that or why the fuck it exists but hot damn is it a special thing so wow
0: what do you think what do you think that is the mother ayahuasca what do you think
1: well, I, people people call her, like, grandmother. It's totally, like, a womanly voice, and she would say shit that wasn't – like, it's just like – it's like you're almost like your own voice in your head talking to yourself, but mm-hmm. you ask questions in your head, and then she comes back. She would say shit in a way that I would never say. You know what I mean? That's how I was like, oh, it's definitely not me. Like, this is definitely, like, I'm speaking to a fucking plant. Or like, yeah. And then I asked her, like, oh, like, you know did you create all of this at one point? Cause it, I went deeper and deeper. Like she went, went through all of my life and how I need to change like business and relationships and everything, like valuing your friendships so much shit like that. And I was like, all right, well what's next? And then it was like, she'd be like, Oh, well how about this? And then uh, eventually I was like, well, what's the deal with the afterlife? And she kind of explained how that would go, you know? And she's like, Oh, there's a new language up here. You'll learn it when you get here. Don't worry about when you're going to go. Like it'll happen when it's your time. Um, yeah bizarre shit and i was like at one point like yo did you create the whole like all of this and she's like i'm one of the creators (laughs) and i was just like holy fuck like i don't know man it was it was it sounds so crazy to say and i you yeah it's weird sharing this to probably a bunch of people who don't know me probably think i'm fucking bad shit crazy but that doesn't matter yeah, fuck it. Like I I think it's a beautiful thing and I think it really helps people become their better self. And going through that process it's hard, it's gnarly. You puke, you fucking feel like shit first night, second night it felt a lot better and like puked a bunch the next night too, but it felt great the second night. Yeah. And, you know you come out of it a better, more caring person, you know. I I feel fully invigorated, filled with love, motivated. feel like i have like i'm on the right path now and what i want to do and what i want to grow and who i want to help and how i want to help them and yeah, powerful thing
0: do you did it feel like it was like a a longer time period than it was while that was happening because it sounds like you went through a lot of stuff
1: The first night, it felt like, it was like, dude, after one point, I, like, couldn't really let go, and I just felt like shit, my stomach hurt, like, you're supposed to have, like, a really specific diet beforehand, like, raw, like, no salt, no pepper, no spicy foods, and I didn't really, like, follow that shit, like, I drank the week before, which you're not supposed to do, Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, like, I was, like, I had so much guilt and shame, I was so disappointed in myself, I was like, oh, like, this isn't clear to me, like I fucked it up, I blew this You know like I spent this money to come do this And I just like I didn't take it seriously And I was just so ashamed of myself And then the second night I was able to just let go And uh Yeah fuck what,
0: were we, what, what was your question? I just asked if it felt like it took place oh, yeah. Over a longer period yep. of time
1: Yeah. So the first night uh, lasted forever Like it felt I was like dude when is this gonna be over You know what I mean? Because eventually when it's done They're like yo now's the time you gotta chug water You gotta dilute this shit in your system so you, like, you know, get, like, flush out the DMT or whatever that's, like, been integrated in your system. Uh, and, yeah, like, first night was kind of, it was really long. Second night was, I was like, damn, this, like, so soon, like, four hours went like that, you know, because it was just so clear and beautiful, man. Like, it was fucking beautiful. It, the, the visuals in my head were just, like, it was, like, almost like a psychedelic, like, spacecraft-looking thing at some mm-hmm. point. Um, I saw, like, like the like mount, mountain ranges with silhouettes of elephants on top of them like some real safari shit you know
0: fitting uh, yeah
1: yeah like so, yeah it was really really beautiful and and it would fade out at certain points it would be just pure black and i would just be like talking to her and then all of a sudden it would kind of like reenact and she was just kind of like oh like i'm always with you but if you want to have the conversation you need to use the medicine like this is how you this is how you talk to me is to use this medicine and to go to one of these ceremonies you know and like for anyone out there who is considering doing this, like, make sure you do your research on who your shaman is. Make sure they're getting the shit from a real source. Make sure you know, because I've heard terrible stories of people doing this shit. Like, like, dude, there are guardians there who like take care of it. You like can't really walk on it. You know, you have to be like helped to the bathroom if you go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Swap up puke buckets. Like, they they take care of you. There's a shaman to talk with you if like it's really heavy. You start crying. If, like, it's just too heavy. You know. Like I saw a lot of people in the room like you know you hear them going through shit. Like you have to deal with all of your fears and all of your fucking doubts and everything that's been troubling you before you can really like grow and get beyond it. So, yeah, I mean you have to do it in the right in the right place with the right people and real people. There's a place I guess called Rhythmia in Costa Rica. It's like definitely really expensive, but you there that's an option. Um anyone if you want to do go to the place that I went to, feel free to hit me up. If I yeah. see your DM, don't get buried. I'll fucking,
0: you know, shout out the homie. Wow, but, dude, yeah. like, it's crazy to to hear all this stuff, and like, hear your personal experience of it because it's stuff I've wondered about forever. I mean, I, we can talk definitely talk more in depth about it another time, like not on here, but I am super intrigued to just talk to you about it.
1: Dude, I mean, I, fuck, man, I, 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 I came out of it, I was like, everyone, I, everyone should do this. Yeah. It, it wasn't like a drug thing, it was like, really, like, the world would probably be a lot better of a place if people fucking had this experience at least once in their life, you know? Like, it really helps you deal with demons and shit. And shit, you don't even, know. I mean, the first night, I'm like scared of snakes. The first night I had to, like, the first thing was, like, crawl through, like, a wall of snakes in my head.
0: <laughs> of like, course.
1: snakes, you know? Like, the first shit, I'm like, oh, shit. I forgot I'm kind of scared of snakes. You know, I was like, "Oh, deal with that shit." You know, like. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. It's I, I highly recommend it if you can save up the money to fucking do it. Like, totally worth it. I plan on doing it again. You know, like the the shaman had done it, ninety days in a row, three times a day, like in the Brazilian jungle. Oh wow. Like he is like fully connected to like he is he is channeling, chance and shit from the afterlife. Like it was just bizarre dude just so out of this world like
0: truly level 11 that's crazy i mean i'm sitting here I'm, I'm the kind of person i like i totally believe in all that universal crazy stuff that people are like oh yeah whatever like like serendipity you know talking about how like you're going into this ceremony that's literally about to change you as a person as you're finding out that one of the biggest accomplishments you've ever had in BMX comes through and you can't even like you know normally if somebody go has this happen something this huge they get to celebrate and you know talk to everyone say thanks and be stoked and whatever but you're like alright I'm going into this thing where I have to turn all of that off and, and this is what I'm doing
1: yeah just focus on like the shit I needed to like heal you know and dude fuck it was it was heavy. <laughs> I'm like getting called. I'm like airplane mode, dog. Like getting texted, blown up. You know, like it was like the craziest, like if you want to call it like an internet day. You know, like when you drop a video part or something. That's like that's like a big internet day for you. And like, uh-huh. yeah, going through all that shit and, bro, it was heavy, dude. And it was it was weird. Is you know she taught me how to be proud of myself too, which I really have a struggle with doing. You know, I'm definitely like a perfectionist in a lot of ways and gotta let that shit grow or go you know? <laughs> and yeah just like be proud of yourself you know she she even said she, she was like yo dude she's like look at you you know look at you look at all the shit you've done don't forget about that like you've worked your ass up to get here and i was like damn like i have i don't think about that shit enough you know like you have to stay humble but you also have to like honor what you've done and be proud of yourself in order to move forward and and have proper goals because man life can get sad and stagnant real quick like i've been there yeah, man.
0: Absolutely. She tell you, to, uh, Hey, don't be so down on yourself about how you landed in that Smith.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, no, I mean, uh, there's something, no, you don't, you know, it's a, you know, she, she brings, she, what she does is she makes you aware of all your shit and you have to go back and integrate it into your life. You know, you could drink mm. That's just somebody, somebody was there. He's like some fucking, he works at some, um, like packaging company. He's super smart, dude has like three kids and he's done it. This is his 12th ceremony. And he was like, yo, he's like, if you go through the process and don't do what, what you, what you were taught, like, if you don't integrate it in your life and actually act on it, then you're going to do it again. And she's going to say the same shit. Mm -hmm. So like, I mean, dude, I mean, she told me she'll like, go run, go on runs with your girlfriend. I literally went on a run for the first time in 13 years yesterday, two days ago you know like when i like two mile run like it's like i fucking i don't know you you got it you got i'm trying i'm trying really hard to integrate it and really grow as a person and try and become the best most happy person i can be you
0: know dude i love it i love hearing this and i yeah i'm excited to talk to you about this stuff like further later for sure uh anytime brother she wasn't she's out there like hey dude probably should uh you probably should have tried that again and get that smith cleaner
1: <laughs> yo man that smith was fast no, i gotta get on off no, I didn't, everyone's gonna think you're a pony bro
0: yeah uh that's funny but so what's what's riding like for you right now what's your bmx life looking like
1: oh man it's been sick i'm living in new orleans so like, there's not really too many bikers out there. It's Brandon Guthrow. He's probably the main dude. Because um, a bunch of those cats all just moved to New York, a bunch of the New Orleans locals. Mm-hmm. I'm like, filming with, like, a skate filmer. This dude, T-Mans, he's awesome. Um, but, yeah, just most most of it's kind of just pedaling around telling my girl. Like, New Orleans is super flat, and it's kind of like five miles, like, anywhere you need to go. So, I pretty much just like pedal everywhere and just will find weird, cuddy bump jumps, like broken down, whatever, here and there. It's like super crusty there. So, I just always like ride and film that stuff and stack spots there. Definitely trying to like be the spot master in New Orleans. Got a pretty good collection going. And other than that, just, just try and plan trips, like planning out 2023 for BSD, like try and get all, all the homies all the homies like in the right position to shine as much as they can. You know, we got Trent Ludski, Grant UB, Curly, Maine, Noah Huntsinger, Denim Cox, like the whole, the whole BS. Am I forgetting one? But yeah. That's like the kind of the, not the American side BSD's one team, but those are the, those are the local homies who definitely trying to put them in the best position possible to shine, you know? Mm-hmm. So trying to plan trips and make sure we can get whatever we can get going. Uh, we got like a trip in the works. We're going to Texas. We're doing a shop stop tour we're gonna yes, be doing, gonna be doing uh, Yeah, it'll be sick like really connect with the community out there uh, gonna do like jams like probably like a meetup at Empire BMX in Austin and Go like ride street do like a little street jam skate park. Maybe end at 9th Street trails and then do ethic BMX in Houston and Ride the Rockstar Park is that place oh. is wicked. Yeah, I think there's some street spots around there too. Maybe not. We'll 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 have to check it out. You'll
0: find something, I'm sure. Yeah, I right. know
1: there's 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 some out there, but yeah, that park is amazing. So probably go rip that, and then potentially do like something in San Antonio or Dallas. Still trying to like lock in the best place for that. But those two shops are already confirmed, and yeah, gonna set up that. That'll be in like the first week of February.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Does that mean you're not doing Swamp Fest? Oh, we're going to Swamp Fest. Oh, good. <laughs>
1: That's on the list as well, man. Definitely uh, be out there.
0: I was halfway like. Oh, I hope I see Reed at Swamp Fest after that.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, Fe- February twenty fifth, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. I already, I already prepped the boys. I was like, "Yo, you got BSD crew's gotta make it out somehow. Whether, however, we're gonna do it. Whether you're gonna drive New Orleans, hop in my van, and we going, or you know, fly there, figure it out. Like, definitely gotta try and get out there because that event's amazing." oh always mm-hmm.
0: so good it's one of those events where like I blew it off for the first couple years I'm like yeah it looks awesome and everything but just like yeah it's Florida it's expensive to go to Florida and then I went and I was like yeah I'm never not missing a Swamp Fest <laughs> or I'm never yeah. missing a Swamp Fest ever
1: <laughs> yeah I missed the I missed one of them i think the last one i, I missed I, was, I had a bunch of shit going on in life i couldn't make it it was the one that was like six months after i was like i feel like the last one just happened
0: it did just happen
1: happened. yeah <laughs> i can't go to another one dude i got so much other shit going on but yeah we make it to this one baby it's gonna be awesome hopefully we can like try and design some shit or build some shit and make something epic because you know that's that's the sickest stuff is when people bring out some random kicker or, you know kind of like give back it's like almost like a mini like bmx burning man you know
0: oh for sure yeah yeah i mean just watching the dude who was trying the gap nose 180 on the bsd jersey barrier thingy like the amount of times i mean that dude was putting it in for that dude i think that was brandon good yeah it was it was (laughs) funny how that works
1: that was Trent Lusky. So Trent, Trent was trying the gap crank arm, and that's how he got on BSD. He did. It was a, it was a long jump to anything on the jersey barrier. That was our design for the contest. And mm-hmm. yeah, he tried like a twenty foot gap to crank arm, and we're like, Pff. Curly and Denim, I looked at each other, we're like, we should just put him on, right? <laughs> and Grant Smith, the owner of BSD, is sick enough. Like I was like, dude, I was like, we don't even need to ask him. Let's just fucking, let's just ask him right now. Let's ask, <laughs> let's ask Trent if he's, if he's bought it. And
0: ah, uh, he was down, so what a story there dude because trent literally came about oh he's a couple hours from being as far south as you can go on the east side of the u.s coming from almost as far north as you can go dude full
1: send hey dude him and yubi man like i I don't know if they've dropped that in between episode yet not not yet yeah i got i got to see a sneak peek of it definitely brought tears to my face man like those two have just dedicated themselves to BMX and that's the type of shit that like you put fuel behind, you know what I mean? Like that's, you got to put energy into those types of people who are down to just like get it, dude. Like they've been getting it on their own with no support forever. Like no money, figuring out how to get to events, figuring out how to take trips, how to do whatever, just to ride their bikes and rip. And like, I'm just so proud of them and I'm so stoked they're on the, on the squad. Like it's crazy to me. Like I'm, like, the crew I grew up with, I'm, like, one of the few remaining ones, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even, even in Scotland, like, a lot, of, a lot of other people have kind of, like, Mike Jersey Taylor and a lot of dudes have kind of, like, chilled out on BMX. Like, they still ride a bit, but, uh, you know, not, not as involved as they used to be. And I'm kind of one of the older guys now. And it's crazy, like, watching those dudes fucking really rip and put on. And, yeah, super proud of everything that they do. And it's so motivating riding with the man. Like, I'll, I'll see some crazy shit that I'm like, ah, I get worked on that. I'm like, you want to fuck with that? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> let's go. They're like, oh, fucking perfect, man. As long as the spot gets handled, you know?
0: That's awesome. Like, somewhat passing the torch, but more or less just being more selective on what you want to kind of do for yourself. I love that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I still want to see the spots get handled. That's the thing. And I'm like, damn, like 10 years ago, I would be sending it on that, but like, I don't got it in me today. Like, Because the amount of times I've been on trips, too, where, like, dude, I'll, like, send it on some shit that I'm, like, 80% in love with. And then I'll roll an ankle. And then we literally, like, I hobble around the corner with the crew and find, like, my dream setup that I know I would have done first try or within 10 tries. And a bit safer, but also burly as fuck and some shit like that. And I'm like, damn, like, I really blew my chance to to do shit here, you know, because I was just kind of after it. But, Mm -hmm. I don't know. When you're younger, you heal lot quicker and yeah.
0: well yeah i mean looking at stuff like that in hindsight it'd be like if you rolled your ankle trying to do some ice pick down a big rail that you really you know 80 percent wanted to do then you roll up and see the the beam drop into smith and like the cover never gets to happen because of like something you really fully weren't into on your own
1: yeah no it's I've, I've done it one too many times bro it's it's pretty shitty i remember one time i went to israel for filming for transmission and i i think i got three clips in 15 days and like it was the worst filming trip of my life like kept finding shit i like wasn't really into and then i like tried something to roll my ankle that i wasn't into and then found a bunch of shit i would have loved to ride that was like out of the city we were staying in and then by the time I was like actually healed, they're like we were back in an area where there wasn't really too much again and I was like, Wow, this is the least successful trip of my life. But that's just how it goes, you know, you gotta learn learn the lessons, keep on grinding, you know.
0: Hell yeah. Uh so one of the first things you guys talk about in that TCU T V is the uh the getting shot at story. <laughs> and and so I was listening to that, and I was like, Man, I wonder if he's had any crazy stories like that recently or even just since that one.
1: Dude, that was, a, that was a gnarly one.
0: Yeah, well, you're telling this story so casually, and I'm like, dude, you're literally getting shot at.
1: Yeah, that was fucked up. I mean, I've had guns pulled on me at random spots a few times. There was one in... Uh... There's one I remember in Grand Canaria. I was kind of out just, like, spot hunting, and, like, it's, like, this road, and then this kind of this neighborhood that just, like, did a big old loop. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was all these, like, I didn't really think it was that sketchy. It just started pedaling around kind of alone, and all of a sudden I, like, looked on this, like, alleyway thing, and all these dudes are just kind of, like, kind of, like, pointing, talking to their homies, and then, like, they start coming out, and I'm kind of chilling, and I look around, and then, like, look at the other way, and then people started kind of coming together, and it was just, like, oh, fuck, like, they are coming to rob my ass for sure and like who knows what else and i fucking bunny hop my way the hell out of there i think i like sent it down like an eight set or something and just charged like through this cut and made it out of that neighborhood that was pretty sketchy i had some i don't know if that was i think that was before i went to columbia columbia was really sketchy we got like two knives pulled on us or guns pulled on us like these guns are knives like in a row, it's like me and my buddy Momo. We were going back from the bar one night, and we like got lost. And like, this dude's trying to get like a sip of my beer. I'm walking down the street, and like, I'm just like, no, no, no. And then like, other homie pops out on the corner, and me and Momo, it's like two of them or it's two of us, and we're like in this thing. And I'm like, got the bottle, and I'm just like, ah, like <laughs> screaming at these fucking Colombian dudes, and like, I might have like broken the bottle or something. Like I was just like going nuts, you know? And just like I was like, "Well, like get the fuck out of here. Like we just kind of like out stunned on them like we just out crazy them kind of and then we were still lost and kept walking and it was another situation like we were going over this bridge over this like highway thing and we walk over and there's like seven eight dudes and they start creeping behind us as we start going over the bridge and like I'm kind of like momo momo like yo we gotta gotta get going and we like kind of start getting to the top of the bridge and we look over the other side of the bridge and there's like another pack of like eight dudes and they start coming in i'm like momo run and we just fucking charged out of there and they like Damn near pinched us, wow. and we ended up like making it away from that one. But those were like some close shaves for sure. I'm sure my mom doesn't want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But, Sorry, no, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Uh, but yeah, those were those were sketchy ones. Yeah, man, shit happens, dude. You know, it's always good to be on a bike. Gotta love being on a bike. You can always get away pretty good. Gotta right. always. I've traveled some sketchy ass places. Gotta have head on a swivel. You know what I mean?
0: Mm -hmm. try
1: and spot situations where you know i don't really travel with like weapons of any kind other than a kendama uh it could definitely cause some damage if you need to with that but fortunately haven't really been in that position yeah Uh, but yeah just always gotta keep your head on a swivel and know your outs you know don't corner yourself in any position uh know where the fuck you're at look around you know what i mean like
0: street smarts basics basically (laughs)
1: yeah yeah and it's it takes a lot of experience to go through that and you know be with locals, fuck man. Always try and be like I was in the Philippines and you don't leave the house without like six or seven homies there, you know? Like yeah. even the f- who live there. Don't leave the house. Like you don't go on a date with you and your girl, like you might just get fucking kidnapped. Turn into wow. a fuck. Turn into a rebel, you know, like so, yeah. I had I had some stories, man.
0: That's wild. That's it's another thing like we were talking about earlier how normal people don't fully, you know, grow their spatial awareness or situational awareness it's a similar thing in like you know people who go through everyday life going from work to home to work to home to work to home don't don't learn the street smarts as much as like i feel like bmx riders do to where they can recognize i feel like i always recognize as soon as something's about to start getting a little weird i'm like "Eh, i'm out of here
1: (laughs) yeah yeah it's crazy man i it's not It's totally chill. Like, dude, if you live a comfortable life, fucking bravo, you know, like I chose. Oh, yeah, for sure. Streets for my life, you know, like not like live on the streets, but, you know, fuck, we definitely spend a lot more time in weird situations dealing with homeless people, fucking angry cops, like really whoever angry people of any kind, you're out there like riding their property or whatever the hell. And you got to like figure out how to calm people down realize when shit's escalating try and de-escalate situations you know like I don't know it's it's definitely definitely a skill skill to learn and it's good I this man some dude commented on one of my posts recently I messaged him some shit I felt so bad it was after it was like he came up to like Brad Sims and I we were in Austin he was like covered in dirt and he was just like oh like oh can, like what's good with the bikes blah blah like I used to ride and all this shit and like I liked you know initially like he kind of looked like he was fucking he, he seemed a bit drunk you know, and he's like, oh, I'm working over here. And I'm just like, okay, like kind of like film this clip of Brad, like not really giving him the time of day because it's like, all right, like this one, I don't know if I should engage in this situation. And, like mm-hmm. turns out he was like an actual writer who was literally just working right over there. And like I didn't give him the time of day. And he commented some super negative shit on a post recently. And I was like, damn, dude, like I'm fucking, I'm sorry. Like that sucks. Like I didn't mean to, but everything else I'd learned in life said did not really engage with with you on that level you
0: know like oh what's up dude like you know like oh yeah you never know when that hey what's up dude just bridges a gap between like all right, now something's about to happen so it's like you gotta give that like obviously we gotta give the benefit of the doubt to some people whenever you're out and something like that might happen but also it has to be the other way around too like he's gotta realize you know you never know who could be walking up to you when you're out in the street and you always have to try and be smart about your situations
1: yeah 100 percent, man like dude as i said like i'm not carrying a knife and shit i'm not trying to stab someone i don't want to fucking go down that path and i'm sitting on a really expensive looking bike you know what i mean so like especially fuck man you got camera gear around like
0: Mm -hmm. got
1: an iphone got my fanny pack who knows what's in it like you know it's just like all that shit you know like just gotta yeah keep your wits about you and usually being nice is the best way to handle anything, you know, just oh, yeah. fucking, you know, don't be an asshole. I don't know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's kind of what I was getting at when I was bringing that up about, like, comparing BMX riders and people who don't have some of those experiences. just, like, that's another reason why BMX is so sick is because it teaches us those life skills that some people might just not have the life experiences to teach
1: them. 100%, man. It's just fear and love, dog, fear and love, you know, you, you're scared, scared of situations, scared of people, you're gonna act out of fear, it's not gonna bring love to the situation, it's not gonna, you know, and that, and that shit shows, people can sense that shit, you know, like, there's a, it's like a deeply rooted thing that we have in, in the human body, for sure, it's like, yeah. tribal days, or even before that, man, fucking caveman era, like, before we could communicate, or however we were communicating, like, we, we, we understand that energy flow, and I think that, yeah, just noticing how what you're putting out is what you're going to get back, really. Yeah, man, I
0: definitely – that's something that if you're open to it, you definitely can pick up on, like – it's like a sixth sense for – seriously. It sounds yeah, weird, but it's yeah, real.
1: Totally, and there's some people who, like, are way more in tune than other people. Even feed my ass, bro, like, fuck, you're like, damn, like, you really – really got that you got that so far before i did like under interpreted the situation like on point They're like oh this is gonna happen I'm like damn you're tapped in you know mm-hmm. cool stuff.
0: yeah i've i'm a weirdo i'm gonna say that because people are gonna call me a weirdo for talking about it but like i'm fully just i try to stay in tune with like what the universe is trying to say all the time with weird like situations of serendipity happening you are like oh that's that there's no way like oh it's just a coincidence for the sixth day in a row that something crazy happens like that okay like it sounds crazy but dude i mean the whole ayahuasca thing that's why i wanted to talk to you about it because it's (laughs) like i try to stay in tune with those kinds of things
1: yeah no it's yeah it's definitely yeah you know you know you're on a sick one and you're on like the right path and shit's just kind of clicking like that it's like wow that was just bizarre perfect timing.
0: Mhm.
1: Yeah, it's definitely it's cool. Cool to know you're tapped in like that, man. It's it's uh it's a special skill to have. And you can grow it. You know, if you don't have it, you just I don't know, you might you might not be on the perfect path right now, but you can always pivot, man. I was talking to my folks like, "Dude, this is I totally feel like obviously the the ayahuasca experience had a big impact on just understanding I need to change, and I feel like man, 2023, the year of the pivot." You know, it's like you go. If, if you're not happy, you're not satisfied, you know, pivot, change your health, change your situation, change whatever you can to try and bring yourself into a new one. Because all of a sudden, when things start clicking like that, you're like, ah, oh, like I'm doing it. You know, like I've, I've made the right moves and I'm on a I'm on a new path. It feels good for
0: sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, kind of along those lines, I thought it was. Uh, pretty funny that you talked about how that it do part the one that I watched today we were talking about earlier was actually what got you connected with Sunday back in the day through Jim C and I just did one of these last week with Jim C <laughs> that's crazy man yeah dude. was funny up.
1: my brother yeah he uh, yeah I saw that that was, that was pretty great Jim C definitely put me on man That was awesome uh, you yeah, know my brother like hit up Charlie Crumlish back in the day and was like yo Look at my brother, dude. He's doing all this crazy shit. And Charlie's like, all right, I'm going to connect him. And then pretty soon I was getting bikes from Jim C. It was, it was crazy, man. And that just goes to show, like, it's, it's crazy. As soon as you, like, put energy in it I swear I got so much better. As soon as I, like, got, like, you know, good, good bike parts underneath me and, like, support and that that motivation, that energy coming into my life, I was like, fuck, like, all right, let's, let's do this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And doing it before, but it definitely exponentially. <laughs> I feel like the same way with denim. Like, dude, getting denim on BSD. Like, holy fuck, how much better he has gotten at riding, and like, how much his riding has leveled up. It it blows my mind, bro. Like, he is, I, he is one of my favorite riders now. You know, and he used to be as well. I knew he had it in him, but fuck, like, he got he got smoother. He got fucking land shit cleaner, easier. You know, like, he still eats shit, but I was like, all right, like, get get some nice shit. We're gonna do it, send it on some trips. Like, fuck. Ah, killing it.
0: Yeah, denim. I I think it's safe to say that most people who pay attention to BMX videos get stoked when a denim video comes out.
1: Dude, yeah, he motivates the hell out of me, bro. He always talks shit on me. He's like, oh, Reed, old Reed would have sent this shit. <laughs> and I'm like, you do it, dude. And he's like, no, you should do this shit. I'm like, oh, no, like, not me right now, you know?
0: And you're like, yo, Trent, <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude, oh, that crazy ledge in Houston he did—that he's got a two-page spread and dig, bro. The oh. feeble. Yeah, I was like, I was thinking about doing that shit like before, because Tristan sent me the spot, and I was like, I—we got there, and he, Trent was just like, motivated. I was like, oh, you, you, you want to do this? Like, there's someone else in this group who wants to grind this fucking ledge, like yes, Trent, please <laughs> grind this ledge, and he fucking banged it out, you know, it's it's so sick, like, it's. Damn, I love BMX, bro, it's the
0: best thing ever,
1: yeah, such a small niche world, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how to make it grow, dude, like, as I get older, like, I just, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to start this non-profit, we'll see how it goes, I don't want to say too much at this point, but I'm really trying to, like, get, Outside money into BMX and make this whole pie grow, so every company can start winning more and get more kids on bikes. Cause fuck, man, like was it a powerful tool to, you know, strengthen me and strengthen everyone I know in BMX? Fuck, like how sick is everyone you meet at a BMX event? You know, oh like, you hell share, yeah. sh- share that passion. You got a community. You got friends to so do whatever. You can travel the world, sleep on people's couches, like through BMX, and it's just uh, yeah, it's a total game changer, man. Really, really makes life.
0: I think just for people who haven't experienced something like that it is just it definitely can change the trajectory of your entire life and when we're lucky enough to find it as kids it just completely influences everything about who every fiber of our being is oh
1: 100 and that that's like man i really do have like a huge passion for kendama because i realized that not everyone can ride bmx and kendama has so many parallels like with the community aspect and like you know, meeting friends in new cities, being able to hit them up. Just some, some dude, you know, who posts badass ass on the internet and being like, yo dude, I'm in your city, you want to hang out? All of a sudden you're like eating dinner with their family or some shit like that. And like, it's just a total, like having these, these types of hobbies that aren't so like, like there's a competitive side to them, but really like if you just enjoy participating in them and growing within them, you're able to access this whole other world. And yeah, I, 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 Somebody seven years old to eighty years old can play kendama, and they can all hang out and be homies. And to me, that's just such a beautiful thing because bmi is kind of in that way, you know. What yeah. you got? You got kind of like I don't know, five to shit, man. I guess I guess what is it DMC still three sixty and stairs at like age fifty? You know, Grant Smith still riding at like I think he's like what forty seven or forty eight. I don't know, but maybe forty four. Not sure. But yeah, I mean, the, you can still ride till late, but after a certain age, it's Fuck, your body's just beat, man.
0: You want me to blow your mind? Mm. You might have already seen this dude, but there's a guy from Russia named Mendo. He didn't start until he was 62. He's got to be seven, 69 or 70 at this point because I made the video talking about him. Actually, let me just type... Uh, 68... Is he a flatlander? No. I posted this video in October of 2020 when he posted an edit. And... He's doing, you know, air to fakies on quarters, fly out 360, foot jam to fakies. Like, dude, it's incredible. Yeah, he's from Russia and he didn't start until he was 62. So it's oh, like, dude, we don't know how old we really can be yet.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, really, I guess the industry really isn't that old, but it's pretty common that people fall off fairly, you know, around like 40. Yeah. You know? like you can kind of just like pump a bowl which is still riding you know you don't need to do the badass tricks to be a bike rider but fuck man yeah that's amazing i can't i gotta see that shit
0: yeah i'll send you the link to his edit and he posts on his youtube channel for me now and then and it's just it gave me a whole new perspective on things because i'm like dude if this dude didn't start till he was 62 and he's progressing to the point of fly out threes and air and quarters and stuff I mean that means who knows what it could be for the people who just never ever stop
1: dude yeah i i, I totally am at the point now where i want to like talking about the risk reward thing like i want to be able to ride as long as i fucking can like i can't i know rock climbing and kanama and snowboarding will fill the gap but like i just love being on a bike and i want to make sure i can pump a bowl as long as i can i mean shit, dude look at gary young bro like on. That was my favorite part I've seen of him ever. Yeah. He's so much better. I don't understand how he like just is still killing it. Like Over not eleven
0: he... minutes of video.
1: Yeah, is is a jaw dropper. You know, and the creativity and everything is just flourishing and like that shit really motivates me. Dude, like Corey Martinez, like Nathan, fucking all those dudes I used to look up to are still like ripping and doing bangers and Yeah, I think I think the uh I don't think back in the day maybe people were as focused on the health side of it. Right. I Think now like people are really realizing like you gotta you gotta do your yoga, you gotta take your superfoods, you gotta drink your water, you know like
0: all, all the-, the vitamins mm-hmm. that you can <laughs> carry, like yeah, no. literally you take all of it every day. Yep, dude, try out Raw
1: Superfoods, man. Plants basically. safeless sponsor plug, but those those uh
0: they deserve they- it.
1: Yeah, they have products that really help me get through injury and get rid of inflammation, and fuck, I see I see a sports chiropractor any chance I can to try and see what, you know, to get a checkup and see what they can work out, what I need to work on, different exercises, you know, and to fix certain things, because a lot of times you don't need surgery, man. Like, you go to a surgeon. Right. You go to a surgeon and ask what I can do to fix this part of my body, and they're gonna say surgery, because they're a surgeon. That's right. what they're trained to do, is be like, yeah, I can fix that with surgery, you're at my door and like you go to a sports chiropractor and dude nine times out of ten maybe even 9.9 times out of ten they're gonna be like all right do these exercises we can get you back to normal through these uh, through these alternative methods and and i've dude I oh, fuck i'm living proof of that you know like i definitely i guess not definitely but i'm pretty damn sure i tore my meniscus and acl in my right knee and i'm knock on wood but i've been i've been building up the muscles around it, doing squats and doing different exercises, I did acupuncture get the swelling away, ice it like fuck and I'm still still
0: riding, you know yeah Uh, what's his name, Jeremy Ball from Michigan, he just dude, I mean he kind of hasn't been riding as much in recent years but he would be doing three turndowns and oppo three lookbacks over the big line at Rays, and just doing lines in the bowl that nobody can do, but the dude didn't have an acl in one of his knees and just never got it fixed
1: yeah that's wild i mean you yeah the muscles man muscles can really really take care of a lot it's all the really small muscles you don't really know it's and to go to go i mean shit sports chiropractors there's one i see in minnesota dr carl legend that he uh he's like 90 bucks a session you know it's not cheap Mm -hmm. but go in if you can afford that once a month or whatever and be like all right dude like what do i got going on how can how can i fix you know how can i fix this situation um and yeah they're very likely gonna crack you up center you out you know and be able to give you guidance and send you on your way and if you actually take it seriously and integrate it in your life and you know work hard then you can usually stay
0: pretty good you know yeah uh that's definitely important to talk about and that one thing that Uh, i was thinking about when you were saying that stuff too that i always try to hit on when talking about things for people to hear is that like if you have an injury too and you go into the er unless it is a life-threatening thing you don't let them do surgery in the er immediately if you're able to go and see a dedicated sports doctor first because their goal is to just get you better so that you're like okay they're and a sports doctor looks at you and a sports surgeon is gonna work on you in a way that tries to get you back to what you were doing
1: yeah yeah exactly man i mean shit what is it matt, matt hoffman he's uh matt hoffman I gotta charge my computer man oh you good matt, matt hoffman he like did all sorts of like experimental
0: the large ligament
1: yeah, yeah, like, you, you gotta search, you know, far and wide to find the right thing, and I, I, you know, it it really bums me out when people rush to surgery, you know, I would say go and see an alternative doctor, you know, I've gone to really shitty ones, and I've gone to really good ones, mm-hmm. so just doing, doing your research and talking to friends, talking with, you know, hit up, hit up pros you think have gone through certain shit and, you know, ask them who you, what you need to be Googling. Right. Ask them. You know, go through that process. Like, there's the one, the Dr. Carl I see in Minnesota, and this dude I just saw in L.A. Uh, what is it? forgot his name. Um, but, yeah, they both, like, treat the professional football teams. Like, the dude in L.A. flies to New Orleans and treats the Saints, even nice. though they have, like, an on-staff doctor. Dr. Carl, All the, like, a bunch of the Minnesota Vikings go and see him, even though they have doctors and trainers, like, on-site. Because... you see like a really intelligent specialist like they're probably gonna be able to give you great advice that you wouldn't be able to get exactly
0: uh what else are you doing to try and stay healthy i mean we mentioned the superfoods with raw and plants basically and just trying to you know see the sports chiropractor what else uh i my girlfriend's like she's got like this crazy
1: workout routine she paid for um so i do that with her like a lot of like just like uh weights free weight stuff in the gym, I rock climb a bunch. Um, yoga every morning—it's a big one. Sometimes at night, sometimes you need more, sometimes you need less. But trying to stay on that regimen is really important—not to stretch too much, but stretch, stretch. Make sure you're limber, and, and you know, because if your joints can't move, then uh, shit's gonna break, and you're gonna have issues. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the main thing, you know. Just hitting the gym when I can. I need, you know, need to get more on it always i uh, can always do better but yeah staying on staying on that rock climbing is really sick it's like a full full body strengthening exercise you know you don't like get super buff from it but you get like really toned and it uses like every part of your body to, like stay on the wall so that's like a really fun activity and it's like so similar to bmx dude it's like actually fun working out because i dude i hate going to the gym like yeah it's not fun to me. I don't like lifting weight. I don't know. if Some people really get jacked on it. It's it, I don't get juice. Like, I do that shit just so I can ride and, like, ride as long as possible. But rock climbing, I genuinely enjoy. It's, like, it's the BMX of weightlifting, if you will. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Road, I, road biking, too. I got I got a fixie. I don't ride that as much as I used to. I used to be on that shit
0: proper, but that's really good for your knees. Gotcha, yeah. I just got one of those uh, indoor... Trainer thingy, my or whatever's. I'm gonna rig it up for my BMX bike because I'm not. I'm not gonna do a road bike. I'm. Just, <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. And I'm gonna hook it up to Zwift or whatever that is. And like, whatever happens, happens. But I'm gonna be on my BMX bike to do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, man. I think that covers it, dude. Superfoods are huge, man. There's a shitload of superfoods. I have. I take a lot of them. Tons of vitamins. Tons of superfoods. It's expensive, but. I have a destroyed body. Like I said, dude, the, the sports chiropractor I saw in LA, he like looks at me and he's like, yo, no, dude, dude, he's like, all right, move this, move this. He's like, dude, he's like, you're fucked up. <laughs> so, he's like, it was the first doctor who ever like, was that blunt with me. Like, dude, like your body is toast. Like my left ankle, just like, it's like a brick, bro. Oh, it like doesn't even move. Gosh. It hardly bends side to side. So now I have these like crazy, like extending exercises, trying to stretch out my Achilles tendon. It's like clicking all the time, but it's not really preventing me from doing anything. It's just kind of annoying, but Mm -hmm. if I don't fix it, it's gonna get shittier and shittier. Right. Um, Yeah, good posture, really important. I've had pretty terrible posture this whole interview because I was trying to stay in frame, kind of get dark back here, but, but yeah, you know, like shoulders back, chest out all the time, you know, walking around, sitting on good chairs where your knees are below your hips. You know, like high, high chairs is really good for you. Like deep, deep, squishy couches, not good for you. Sleeping mm. on your stomach is really bad for you. I did that my whole life. Like my arms like this, like laying like this, you know, with the pillow and then my arms underneath and like pushes down your shoulders. And I'm pretty sure that's why I've dislocated my shoulders so many times. Mm. So I had to like train myself to sleep on my back, which was really, really hard. But now I'm, I'm there, which is incredible. <laughs> um, but yeah, like just certain things you do all the time you might not notice. Posture is a big one, though. Yeah. Yeah that One. core core strength fucking um what is it planks planks all the time those are huge strengthen that core strengthen that those back muscles it's easier to have good posture
0: yeah i think i mean a lot of people might not realize that when you have lower back pain from riding it might be because your bars or stem are too low but it's also because your core isn't strong enough and if you strengthen your core it offsets the back muscles that are usually what's making your lower back hurt
1: Oh, yeah, 100%, man. Yeah, I, dude, I've had, I've had my time with the back for sure. I've gotten I've gotten through pretty much every serious injury that I've had, you know, uh, that's good. through these techniques, which is awesome. But, yeah, as I'm getting older, you know, they, they say if you don't use it, you're going to lose it, and that's why during the ayahuasca shit, she was like, do you want to run? And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to be able to run. She's like, well, then you better start running, dude. And, like, <laughs> I was like, okay, like, say no more so now i'm gonna start running a lot more which is hopefully gonna help out a lot of shit that's
0: good man that's really good that's just good to treat your body right i think i didn't realize until this year the last year that like everything you put in is just like the gas you put in your car like you're fueling everything that you do with what you put in your mouth oh
1: 100 man smoothies every morning Every morning, get, get your fucking, I like frozen blueberries, bananas, some water, peanut butter, maybe some almond butter, you know, like some spinach maybe, some chia seeds. Fucking drink that shit every morning. Like, make sure you're getting your doses of fruits and vegetables. Like, that shit, that shit will keep you
0: going. And feeling good is just nice. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, so God. nice.
1: I haven't been drinking, dude. Oh, I feel so good. It's great. I, used to, I party hard and, you know, it's good to uh, chill out of it and really start feeling good. It's nice, it's nice to wake up feeling nice and, yeah, you know, treat, the, treat that body right. You know, like, I, I used to laugh at people would be like, ah, oh, like, body's my vessel, you know, and, like, that was another thing in the ayahuasca experience of she was like, yo, like, you are energy and, like, this body literally is your fucking vessel. Like, this is your shit and you have it for this time period and if you fuck it up then you fucked it up you know so like take care of that thing because you want to live a long and prosperous life feeling good and I know a lot of people who didn't take it seriously and feel like shit and have fucked up health problems that cost them fuck loads of money and yeah once you're once you're there you're gonna look back and be like shit man I, I should have drank smoothies you know what I mean
0: mm-hmm. or I should have
1: done this like damn like I kind of blew it you know I'm like or you won't Fuck it. You know what I mean? But (laughs) I personally don't want to have that happen. I want to stay feeling bomb as possible for as long as possible. Right, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, life's life's great, man. Gotta got to just try and keep on grinding.
0: Yeah, I feel like, would you say that it seems like it's become more and more common within BMX to not only see, like, pros taking care of their bodies and thinking about the longevity of things, but also that trickling down and just, like, more people who ride in general caring about that stuff
1: yeah i some people don't give a fuck you know like dude i i get haggard too you know like everyone it's constantly you know
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: flow of how good you're treating yourself and how shitty you're treating yourself you know like one thing can trigger something in your life and all of a sudden you're fucking partying and then like you party you wake up feeling like shit whether you start drinking again or you like eat shitty greasy food you kind of just say fuck it for a bit and all of a sudden like it hits you and like whether it hits you like a month later or like a year later or sometimes five or ten years later and all of a sudden you're like damn dude like i've been blowing it but i think people get to that realization eventually and you know they hopefully hopefully switch and hopefully have the tools to to do it now you know thank fuck for google like find whatever you want on google but you know there is a lot of great information out there and
0: wicked smart people who can guide you and right exactly that's, that's why i like doing conversations like this with people like you to where if somebody sees this and they hadn't yet made that realization maybe they will and then oh now i realize i can look this stuff up and start feeling better
1: yeah dude i mean fuck if i if i had known when i was like 16 17 like when i was just going for broke like just sending shit fuck it man who cares if I die <laughs> like that that whole mentality you know what I mean like if I would have heard myself talking now I'd probably been like no way you know like, there's yeah. no way that's me so I understand I'm fully I'm empathetic with everyone and everyone's choices that you choose to make you know life short have a smile on your face as much as you can and you know do what you can
0: do what you can when you can do
1: it yeah dude
0: uh when's the next safari video
1: uh that one the the one i filmed with the grime video is denim's last bsd video that's that's the hard drive that just showed up in austin so that's it's that unfortunately that video i had a really i was saying my knee was pretty fucked up i had like a Mm. knee brace on that whole video so i couldn't really do a lot of things that i wanted to do i had to take it pretty safe um which was cool, you know. It was limiting. A lot of a lot of straight stuff. Not a lot of 180s. Um, not not a lot of sends where I would be flailing in the air, you know, or certain things. I so I had to be a little bit more analytical about everything I did. I wouldn't say it's like my best shit by any means that I've done in my life, but you know, it should be a cool video. It's got a it's got a cool fun concept, so that should be dope. And yeah, I'm actually editing my Burning Man video right now. Nice. It's super hype. Um, I edited it twice on like this iPhone app, this InShot and it wouldn't export. Like I spent a oh long God. long time cuz I just like to edit on my phone cuz I can do it wherever and I've, you know, I was yeah, wouldn't export. So I got Adobe Premiere and I have learned the program now and I'm cranking on this video. So that should be coming out by this this month.
0: Damn, you got a lot of stuff in progress cuz you're talking about a different video that you were working on earlier. Or is that one of the two that you just mentioned?
1: Uh which one? When we first The one with the one with my uh first video part? Yeah. That's that's the one, that's the Safari video that I'm talking Oh, okay. That's cool. the one that was on the Grime tour. I think it's gonna be called yeah, I don't wanna give out the name.
0: No, it's just um, coming, people. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's coming and then yeah, dude, I have a ton of shit in the works. And then we also have like a sweets mob video of Hobie Doan and I in Europe. That's gonna be dropping. Um yeah, man, I got a bunch of shit coming out. A lot of shit's been in the works, man. It's uh, It's been kind of a slow year, just kind of getting everything together with clips and different filmers and editors, and, you know, life hits different for a lot of different people, and, you know, had, some, had some anger through that shit, you know, being like, why the fuck, I want this shit to drop, you know, and just I'm glad that it's all coming to fruition now, and I'm really excited for everyone to see it, man. It's some cool projects
0: yeah hell yeah uh i got two more notes in here the one's just going fast gap to grinds what is it about going fast that you love so much because i feel like no matter what the contest is or what the video part is like you're or the skate park you're gonna find something like the freaking that was you at house park right with the giant gap to grind for the usl thing it had to been you Yeah. yeah
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, Gav Smith. Like,
0: just stuff like that. Like, what is it about that?
1: Oh, man, I just... I think it's amazing what you can... Like, the speed you can generate on a bike. And I just think it's fucking so dope. Like, to be able to actually do that type of shit Mm. and really push the limits of how far you can go and how fast and how high... Um. I think I think it's just a beautiful thing man I don't know just really about pushing the limits and doing again doing things that have never been done I just think is awesome if I can potentially do them um, for contests it's totally like I, I can't really do the bar feeble hard 180 bar like you know that's cra- I it's crazy people do that shit I could never I would never try something that technical in a contest or like right. a feeble manual hanger manual fucking and people do this shit first try it's so impressive mm-hmm. but i just don't have it in me like i never went down that path so like if i'm gonna compete in those types of like arenas if you will then i gotta be different you know i don't want to just do what other people are doing so what am i gonna do well, i'm gonna fucking haul ass <laughs> rip and try and find the biggest scariest thing that i think i can do first try with confidence you know oh hell yeah so yeah i don't know that shit that's just always cool yeah that house park one was sick man that was crazy it's like wait you think you think i can make it there i remember the session it was like before i think i was like there like a week before i was with some cats and i started i was like looking i was like wait has anyone ever done that and they're like no And i just started like cranking at it and i was like dude i think they're like you're like kind of right there and yeah i that was that was a cool one man that was
0: nice piece mind-blowing i'm gonna pull it up just because i want to watch it again it's like totally mental oh my god i clicked right to it (laughs) just like cranking as hard as you possibly can across the entire skate park to what i mean that's got to be like 25 feet yeah that was a scary one dude my back tire was
1: right there too almost really blew that one or maybe it would have blown out the wheel or something but
0: and then the freaking oh my god I forgot about the one that came after it the gap out of the bowl into that steep wedge
1: <sighs> oh yeah that was a <laughs> one too that was crazy I remember I think it was like Chase Hawk man one of my fucking favorite riders of all time and he was like he was like bro he was like that shit was fucking gnarly he commented some shit I was like damn like that's like Chase Hawk's home park he's hyped on it that was that was a problem one for sure. Yeah.
0: And one that I really enjoyed was the barely peg height ice over into that little tiny bank that you caught front and rear tire. Not from that video, but you posted it on Instagram recently.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. That tiny little like.
0: The literal like thing this big and you ice over and caught both tires and it's oh. like what
1: <laughs> dude yeah that that again i was like this is the smallest over ice pick that's ever been done I, I, was for just, sure. I thought that was super comical you know so yeah that actually took dude that was probably like 30 tries everyone was all cold and ready to go home and i found it outside the grocery store and i was like already written off for the day like i didn't even think i did shit that day and i was like whoa wait, wait, i have to do this thing and yeah i didn't i actually ate shit on it too it's
0: kind of funny Ah, uh, that's i mean that's what you would eat it on
1: uh, yeah, it was, uh, uh, it was sick they were like cops watching too they didn't seem to care I was like chipping up the top of the top of the thing some little plaque it's small little niche gotta get both those tires in man
0: wait guys I gotta ride this square that has got a <laughs> corner cut off of it hold on
1: yeah it's just funny man always good when you can do the funny shit
0: that's the kind of stuff that's i think that's just super impressive especially the fact that like you can do both you do the giant gap to smith and then you come back and you do the smallest ice over
1: man i i love that those are the two clips you brought up that's hilarious (laughs) that's where my mind goes Uh, uh, that's great no that's great i mean that means someone's fucking stoked on the shit that i'm doing but yeah I, i just i the biggest shit and the smallest shit is hilarious to me. It's nice. Like, finding the tiniest little niche, like, is that a spot? And it's like, I I tried to make that as much of a spot as it could be, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think as time goes on, I'm probably going to be, unless it's, like, the perfect type of banger, you know what I mean? But, like, like really valuing the really tiny spots and making them, making, I don't know. It's just kind of like realizing that the world is our playground and, you can ride anything it can be fun like shit i i was reflecting on like growing up i i spent so much time just riding curbs like yeah. there's like there's some curb near my crib that like some when it was getting made for sure some like truck or whatever like rubbed up against it and it just like dude i'm talking this wide of a little part that just like was a flat curb you know like up and flat and it just had a little a little curve in it, and dude, I like aired the fuck out of that, and like deck manualed on the curb, and like tried to foot jam it. I remember riding that little tiny nothingness like for so many fucking hours, you
0: know? It's a quarter pipe. It's a quarter pipe. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's exactly. a quarter pipe.
1: Yeah, we didn't we didn't have street trannies like they do in, in in Europe when I was growing up. Nothing really in Minnesota. All well, right. But but you know try try and try and make everything a spot because see see
0: what you can do on it. Parking blocks, uh, Jersey barriers—it's all quarter pipe. Yeah, dude. Just
1: anything, anything that you can get creative on. and Really enjoy putting them tires on. is good stuff.
0: Yeah. So the only other thing I had written down here is I just was curious to hear what you're into outside of BMX. Talk about music a little bit. Is there anything else too?
1: Uh, yeah. DJing, love DJing. Been diving into that. And, like, have recently started like producing music that's been quite the journey. Like I never took any music class or anything. So it's like a whole new BMX for me. Mm-hmm. Totally feel like I'm going to do that for the rest of my life. I don't know how good I'm going to get, but I'm, I'm ready to grind at it. Uh, love rock climbing, love snowboarding, disc golf. Fuck. I love disc golf. It's a great, great way to get outside, get, you know, get walking, huck some disc, like super fun game to go play with your homies. It's usually free. It's like cheap to get discs. Mm-hmm. And, they're everywhere too the courses are fucking
0: pretty much everywhere uh at least in america um yeah we have a disc golf course by a new concrete skate park that got built here nice yeah
1: i brought some bmx disc golfing and they always love it they're like oh i always see this shit i never like knew to try it i was like "Yeah, it's really fun like um yeah I like i like regular golf fuck man I, I, like a, I like a whole lot of shit i'm really down to do to do whatever you know like I definitely see myself doing like crazy outdoor rock climbing sends though in the future like you
0: gonna be alex honnold doing the freaking free solos
1: <laughs> no 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 free solo for me to i'm totally scared of heights um but yeah i really enjoy getting my hand on rock and like going through that process of like figuring out if, they call them problems mm. it's like figuring out how you got to situate your body weight on the wall to get up and yeah, it's a it's a real fun thing. My girlfriend and I do that shit all the time. We love going to the gym and bringing homies and shit. It's always good. um Yeah, man. I'd say that's
0: that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I
1: got a whole to-do list. I got this new to-do list manager, dude. I got a whole fun section.
0: What's it called? Let's see what we got. To-doist. To-doist.
1: To-doist. It's I I I just always did shit in my notes. Uh, but yeah it's really nice super nice to, like upload shit it's free until you go like past five projects but just like organization making sure you like the whole thing is like this like gtd technique of like you don't want to have to be thinking about what you have to do in life yeah you you uh you want to just have it out there and you need to just plan your day from what you know you need to do and spend less time like thinking about it and actually optimizing your time to make it make sure you do as much as you possibly can because Fuck man, life's short. I got a lot of shit going on. Um, yeah, fun section: uh, BMX, kendama, rock climbing, disc golf, snowboarding, family shit, uh, slacklining. Really enjoy slacklining. Nice. It's like where you tie, tie, the tether the rope between the trees, a little, little webbing, one inch or two inch webbing. Um, I just got a pogo stick, like a adult pogo oh, stick. Oh damn! Yeah, uh, this company X Pogo hit me up, or I was with. Uh, Aaron Hamoki, Jaws, he's a pro skater in Arizona. He's, like, homies with all the raw dudes, superfood guys. And he brought his pogo stick out, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. <laughs> and when I was growing up, and I hit up, he's like, dude, just hit up the company. They might be down to send you all one. So I got my, I got myself a pogo stick now, dude. going to start doing some pogo. Um, and then I really love camping. And then reading books, man. I I really haven't read too many books since, since – uh, you know, I was like in school, and that kind of made me hate books. But yeah. I read one recently that my buddy lent me, and I was like, "Damn! Like, I really—it's really like grounding, peaceful experience. To, like, get through a book, and you learn a lot. It's nice, to, like, just calm the brain." Yeah. Um. Yeah. All all that shit's good. And then I have like a shitload of business ideas and projects that I'm involved in, and I don't want to go into that too much, but
0: yeah, no worries, not, sir. I always
1: I always <laughs> am grinding on all that shit, and I I really enjoy the work that I do with like marketing and you know brand management and you know making clothes safari state love love that process gonna drop some new items soon um yeah i don't know staying busy keeping it light fucking grinding away Uh,
0: trying to be happy
1: yeah trying to be stoked dude fuck like it's crazy it's life life's hard you know and it's nice to stay busy and motivated on shit that you, that you like doing and if you can make a living off of that then
0: fuck that's the dream isn't it that is literally the dream uh if you haven't yet you should listen to the 9 club with Rob Deerdick because he talks in there I don't know if they talk specifically about the time management side of things but everything he talks about is like he treats things in his life like chunks of his time you know he talks about filming ridiculousness takes only 4% of his time and yeah. and he talks about things that way and he's he's talking with that mindset throughout the whole thing and it, I don't know I just sound what you were saying made me think of that I thought you'd be into it yeah for sure yeah I haven't seen
1: that I'll have to check it out yeah it's crazy like this whole this whole thing they like to doist you can go through like kind of a training thing I went through that the other day and They talk about like there's this like Pomodoro technique, which is Italian for tomatoes. So you're supposed to like add all your tasks that it takes to get a a project done, right? And then after you do it or before you do it, you kind of like guess like, all right, I think this is going to take a a Pomodoro. And a Pomodoro could mean 25 25 minutes of time or 15 minutes of time, whatever like time segment you're willing to like really focus on a task and not have no distractions, because that's when you're like working the most efficiently. Yeah. So like, I'm in the process now of like really trying to realize how much time like really go through that process like how much time, how many tomatoes Does you know a certain thing take and say you know you have 25 minutes Like they say that you should be able to get 20 or 15 pomodoros like ticked off in a day So one task could take four tomatoes And it's just like a fun way of like thinking in life by something other than minutes You know what I mean? Because minutes aren't really that fun and yeah i've been going through this process and fuck man it's definitely motivating and i'm totally about it i'm like really trying to make my like optimize my life and make it more efficient and i think hitting 30 was probably a big part of that being like damn i really don't have that much time left you know like i gotta yeah do the shit i want to do and stop leaving all these great projects that i have on the on the back burner because i've had shit much do list man like dude i've had projects and ideas entrepreneurial ventures that have been sitting there for like five years dude you know even longer than that so right. if i'm ever gonna do it i need to like get my money straight my projects and also carve out time to you know
0: do focus on
1: the things that i want to do
0: yeah absolutely man and uh you talked about todoist and like even just if anybody doesn't want to get another app or anything like if you have an iphone that they're just getting so good at like so your list you can or your notes you can put little like check boxes beside oh, them now even yeah and then like the reminders
1: Micah. yep dude yeah it's like so this it's like the same shit with this oh you can't see it my oh it's going crazy oh there it is there you go so yeah. yeah, it's like the same, and you can like the best thing here is like it's super easy. To like add sub subtasks, and mm-hmm. then you can like do priority levels to them, and like color code them through priorities. It's just a super. Just try it out, man. If you're on that, if you're on that shit, like I'm literally right now just transferring over all my notes to That's this. Funny. Apple. And it's free if you want to – You don't only want to do five projects. I, it's like,
0: four I like- bucks if you want to do. It more than five but dude, dude i have like 300 notes in my phone oh, dog
1: i i live my life <laughs> by the notes and already i'm like oh my days are like you can link up your calendars with it you know what i mean so mm-hmm. things just you know what to work on and spend less time like fuck what do i do next like right you should start tackling tasks and yeah. being one of them you know fuck like I need to make sure I get so focused on work I like won't ride for a week and I'm like fuck like my girl's like dude you got to go ride I'm like oh my god I do need to go ride <laughs> like that's <laughs> like I, I that has to be a task it has to be a thing that I like make sure that I do and carve out time and plan out and you know as life gets busier really make sure you keep doing it yeah
0: yeah, yeah and like one thing you can do too on your phone is when you turn on Siri like remind me this day at this time this thing and then it just does it and it's like oh cool it makes it that much easier and just getting organized like what you're saying is so important fuck yeah bro it's
1: the shit man so i didn't really know i needed it like i do now
0: yeah oh well reed we did an hour and 40 minutes and i you told me an hour i don't want to take too much of your time (laughs)
1: i <laughs> see i gotta i gotta edit this burning man video i was like fuck dude i gotta be cranking so yeah i'm gonna go edit this burning man video hopefully i have some dope shit to drop dude it's a pleasure chatting
0: yeah, absolutely thank you for doing it where uh where will people be able to see the burning man thing any of the just where can people find all that stuff online
1: uh my instagrams you scared stiff i post I will definitely post everything there uh reed stark on youtube sweets can youtube um bsd forever youtube i think that's the majority of the projects yeah instagram is like my main platform of letting people know that i got shit going on
0: so hell yeah well thanks everyone for tuning in and make sure you check out what reed's got going on a lot of good stuff hell yeah dude much love thank you for having me on yes